WHAV's recent move back to its original building in downtown Haverhill has brought back pleasant memories for many people, including Tom Bergeron, who made his way back to the very studio where he began his broadcasting career in 1972 while still attending Haverhill High School. Bergeron, who in the meantime has hosted Hollywood Squares, America's Funniest Home Videos, and Dancing with the Stars, among other shows, sat down with me and his former WHAV co-worker, Tim Coco. He was asked if his move to Hollywood was, in part, a way to meet some of his childhood idols that included William Shatner, Dick Van Dyke, and Carl Reiner. You know, it worked out that way. It really did. I mean, uh, Shatner and I have a film project now with Village Roadshow that we're hoping to shoot this year. Uh, and, you know, being over at Dick Van Dyke's house or lunching with Carl Reiner, there's never a time during all these years that I've known these uh, these guys, and, you know, sadly, Carl's no longer with us, but where I didn't pinch myself, because you never, I don't think, unless you're a megalomaniac, you never lose that younger version of yourself, and that younger version, like I was, Lois and I went after I hosted the 4th of July show for PBS a few years ago, we went down to Kentucky to hang out with uh, Shatner and his wife, they have a place and horses there, and so Lois and Liz were in our rental car, and I was uh, riding shotgun in Bill's truck, and he drives like a crazy person. So I thought, this is how it's going to end. It's going to be, you know, Captain Kirk and reality host die in, you know, truck accident. But even then, we're, you know, we're talking about life, the universe, and everything, and it's it's like, okay, this is... Or when he went up in his... Uh, the the, the Blue Origin, you know, the Jeff Bezos penis rocket. Um, and and uh, the, the liftoff was delayed by a day. So I texted him. I said, you know, I'm not going to exhale until you get out of that capsule and land safely. And I got back in all caps, me neither. <laughs> Bergeron also talked about his Star Trek experiences, made possible by Whoopi Goldberg, producer in the Center Square on Hollywood Squares. On the show Star Trek Enterprise, which lasted for four years on UPN, I think, or one of those short-lived networks, but uh, I was doing Hollywood Squares, and Whoopi was doing a cameo in Star Trek Nemesis, which had the Patrick Stewart crew. It was their last film. And uh, she was going to go over during our meal break to see the stages of... Um, no, 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 that's not what it was. Uh, she was shooting the cameo at Paramount because we did Hollywood Squares at, at Television City. And I was going to be in town. So I said, would you mind if I came over and, you know, visited? She So she got me a drive on. And I get there and the whole cast is shooting this Alaskan wedding reception scene on a soundstage. And during that meal break, Rick Berman, who was the head of the franchise at the time, uh, invited Whoopi to go look at the sets for Star Trek Enterprise, which had just debuted a few months earlier on UPN. So, uh, and his kids watched America's Funniest Videos, so he said, oh, Tom, if you want to come along, too. And, and Whoopi was still in her Guinan outfit, which was the character she played on, on Star Trek The Next Generation. So we go over there, and we're walking through different sets, and I'm going, oh, Whoopi, this is where the Suliban come back from the 24th century, and they mess with the warp coil, and 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 Rick goes, oh, you watched the show? I said, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like it. It's a prequel, it's a sequel, it's like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of Star Trek. He said, you want to be on it? I went, 
uh, yeah, he turns to Whoopi and he says, can he act? And Whoopi, who had only seen me ad lib, you know, hosting Squares, went, oh, he's good. <laughs> so he said, you know, uh, we'll write you into an episode a few months down the road. So I thought it'd be exactly that, a Klingon in the background grunting or something. So I showed up for the wardrobe uh, check, and I get the word that I'm in the whole opening uh, piece, uh, and I played Damar, this uh, trader of exotic uh, alien goods, and it's a it's a, a dinner scene in in the captain's quarters, and I was in four and a half hours of prosthetic makeup, and but it was such fun, such a good time, and Scott Bakula was just so welcoming, and the whole crew was really nice, and then I. When they were canceled, I happened to be on the Paramount lot for something else, and I stopped in to say hi to Rick. And he said, hey, we're having, uh, we're having some of the sort of extended family back for the final episode. Do you want to do a, a little cameo thing? I said, sure. He said, it won't be as big as the other one. I said, oh, no, no, it's fine. So I show up, and all this, you know, prosthetics and a different alien look, and I'm saying, oh, this is great. So I get up, start to get up out of the chair. They go, uh, wait, we haven't put the breathing device on yet. I said, the what? The alien breathing device, which was another big plastic prosthetic piece that covered everything except my left eye. And I thought, ah, fiddlesticks. That's not what I said, but I said, cleaned it up for here. So I get on the set, and LeVar Burton is directing that episode, and he sees me walk on, and he goes, Tom, was it really worth it? (laughs) Because all you can see is my left eye. And I had to loop all the dialogue in New York a couple of weeks later because I was muffled. Oh. You know, if you go on, uh, if you type in Google Tom Berger on Star Trek, there'll be two pictures, uh, and you'll you'll be able to tell which one was the one that I, you know, couldn't see crap out of. <laughs> wow. Does William Chatner joke about Star Trek with you? Not really, because he doesn't talk much about it. I, you know, uh, Jonathan Frakes is another uh, friend of mine, and he was Riker on The Next Generation, and we, we've had lo- long conversations. Uh, he He's wonderful about trusting me with all the spoilers for, you know, the Picard series and Voyager, and uh, not Voyager, but Discovery and things like that, because he directs a number of the episodes every season, too. But no, Bill and I have rarely talked about Trek, and I've known him now for, God, 10, 15 years now. There's also a story about Stan Laurel of Laurel and Hardy, Dick Van Dyke, and Tom Bergeron. One of the times I went over to the house, we did dueling stands, and uh, yeah, yeah, and because he's, Dick knew Stan Laurel personally and spoke at his funeral, uh, and and Stan Laurel apparently said, if anybody does my life story, Dickie, I want it to be you. <laughs> you know, uh, so they were very close. And and, and I said to him uh, at one point uh, when I was on the set of the the Dick Van Dyke show revisited, which was the sort of reunion show that Carl Reiner assembled back in I think 2004. And during one of their meal breaks, I was sitting talking with Dick about how he met Stan Laurel and all that. And he was just—he had the excitement of it happening almost yesterday. He just, and I said, "Dick, you have to know that for me, that's what this is, you know." So yeah, it's been cool. And on his return to WHAV in the original building at 30 Howe Street, where his broadcasting career began, Coco asked about the memories. It's funny the things you remember. I remember 
Corellis Jewelers time is 9 a.m. K-A-R-E-L-I-S. Corellis, Corellis Jewelers, April. Every effing half hour, you'd have to do the same thing. You know, Corellis Jewelers time is 9.30. K-A-R-E-L-I-S. Yeah, we have a recording view of Hudson's, the store of fashion where your dollar buys more. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Why I remember that. Yeah. Uh, when Ralph Hall, who was the newsman, when I did the morning show, we'd have the birth report at 9.05, I think, right? And the way we'd do that was, it's now it's time for the birth report, you'd hear. And then a baby, and then Ralph would just start reading names. I said, you know, we should do the other end, too. We should do the obituaries with beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> As for the current day, WHAV, back in the original building at 30 House Street. For those of you, uh, uh, I'll try to describe the, the the treats that are available here. If you ever find yourself stumbling into WHAV, don't come for the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your first arrival, we did kind of a craft service. Yes, so that's now true. You're now your, your family. But it's I don't know how much you talk about it with the, the listeners, but... To be back in the actual building uh, here on House Street in Haverhill is such a treat because this was where I spent years, you know, starting my starting my career, waiting for my face to clear up. <laughs> and it has. And it has. Thank God. Thank, thank God. Yeah, this is a treat. Thanks so, so much. Nice to have, but no, there is some bottled water. If you oh, know. oh no! I have to drive. I have to drive. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV.